0: Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Wednesday, everyone to Kip Harris here with the WBR Investing Podcast. Hope you had a good day today. You know, um, got a lot of interesting things happening in the market here uh, that are mixed. This is a mixed bag. And I, uh, Tyler and I, and, and and our and our staff, Josh, we had a a, sta- a, a a company meeting today where we got into all of this. And um, because we're right there, we're 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 at a point where, based on the Bureau investing system. We would either take some profits down, exit some positions now, and hope to buy them later, or this is the point that you make a decision to hold and then begin to add to those positions. And based on your investing system, based on the way we see the markets, we are not selling. Uh, we are going to be adding to positions. We'll talk about that today. Although I tell you, it's it's ugly out there and the internals are ugly again today. Uh, not as bad as yesterday, but not good. Uh, we had great earnings, of course, after the close yesterday. Again today, by the way, with Meta, Facebook. Talk about that as well. Uh, I'll just tell you now: Facebook, Meta. Uh, uh, anyway, bizarre name change. Everybody knows it's Facebook. Uh, announced earnings. Stock's now twelve percent in the after hours. Okay, the stock's been an absolute tear this year. I forget it's up like ninety percent uh, just this year. So, we, that 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 dovetails with what uh, we saw from our generals uh, yesterday, uh, mega tech, uh, 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 mega cap stocks, in the, in the names of uh, Microsoft yesterday, of course reporting a huge beat. A uh, stock today was up, uh, give you exact, uh, up uh, almost just just under 8% today. Again, just a massive move for a massively sized company. And then also uh, Google had also beat uh, on their earnings estimates and the stock today actually finished flat today. But still, we've seen solid beats. Earnings have been solidly better than anticipated, solidly better than the bears believed they would be. So what's happening here? Why is the market caught in a downdraft here? Because it clearly has been. Um, Let me first say what the markets do. We'll come back to all that. Um, As you can see, my mind's all over the place. We've got a lot uh, that we're, we're considering now. We're looking to add some new positions here. We continue to believe that this is going to be a great year. We're looking for a very very good year uh, this year, and uh, we expected April to be a very good month. Of course, April's the second best month of the year. It's also solid in, in this uh, pre-election year, and uh, but everybody was you know everybody was focused on it, which of course is probably why it hasn't happened. Uh, but I also, I'll share it with you now, I guess, before I forget, uh, some great uh, research from Ryan Dietrich, who just does extraordinary work. Really, I love his stuff. Um, I- eight and nine of the last 10 Mays, of course, sell a May and go away, is a very common uh, acronym or a phrase that we know in the investing uh, uh, world and um, because it has held up over time but over time, meaning 40, 50 years, it's held up okay uh, and the preponderance of data says that you would not want to be long the markets in the month of May, but as we now know uh, uh, May, over the last decade, the month of May has been higher nine of 10 times. Now that's not nothing. That's 9% of the time we've seen the month of may be higher. So the question becomes, is it really selling June and go away? Folks I can remember a lot of summers where everybody expected the market to go down and it just didn't. So that's why we look at all of these things, not just analytics, not just seasonality, but the technicals what's happening with our leadership, uh, other parts of the VR investing system again seventy percent uh, economic uh, fundamental, thirty percent technical goes into it. Um, uh, so you know uh, again there's a lot happening here, but these big cap earning tech earnings are really coming in solidly. And again, so far Q one earnings have been solid across the board. Uh, Dow Jones today finishing down two hundred twenty eight points, uh, just off the lows of the day, down seventeen to one percent. That was our uh, second. Uh, worst index on the day uh, Rust 2000 was a loser down nine ten to one percent I'll take this moment to tell you that that's what's happening with this market the fears of recession fears of slowdown because we see it in all almost all the indicators Rust 2000 is one of those again small cap stocks 70 percent of their business comes from domestic operations uh, they are smaller companies they tend to not do much business interne- not do as much business internationally, like the big cap, mega tech, global companies, multinationals that of course do business all over the world. So people look at the action in small caps and say, okay, uh, they're not performing well and they are not performing well. They've been by far the worst index this year. And you say, okay, that tells you we're likely going to have an economic slowdown or a recession because of their action. And we saw it today as well in the Dow Jones transports. These are our leaders, folks, very important. And your investing system. We don't like this action, uh, but again, we're not surprised by it. As you know, we've been calling, saying that we're likely going to have a recession in, uh, late this year, which is why we're calling on the Fed to stop hiking rates immediately and to start cutting rates now. Inflation is in our rearview mirror. We now have disinflation we have for seven to eight months. Uh, this is no longer a problem. We're seeing across the board slow down and uh, some actual liquidity issues in some of these parts of the economy, and it's time for the Fed to start paying attention to it because Fed rate hikes have a lag effect. They don't start to kick in for 9 to 12 months. Well, we're there now. The Fed's been raising rates for just over a year. So these lag effects of rate hikes are now starting to kick in, especially with the Fed funds rate at 5%. So again, the small caps are indicating a slowing economy. Dow Jones transports back-to-back days of losses of more than 3%. Transport's down 3.5% today, slashing through the 200-day moving average. This is our biggest concern in the VR investing system is the action in the transports, also in the semiconductors. Again, they've been leading lower over the short term. It's not something we like to see, but transports, war, excuse me, semis were up today, up 1%. That's good to see. But still, their action in the last week, week and a half has not been good. And again, they lead in both directions. So, but having said that, must also remind everybody, as we wrote up for, to, our, to our folks this morning, while the semis have been weak of late, we must remember they're still up solidly for the year. For the year uh, today, the semi is now up 20%. That's SMH, the semiconductor ETF. SMH up 20%, and even 20% in 2023 leading the markets higher. That's, that's extraordinarily bullish. There is no other way to say it. The fact that they're giving up some of those gains, again, at one point they were up close to 30% this year, is not a big surprise. shouldn't be anyway. Uh, but the action the transports is more concerning. This is why we're on the tra- on the semis. I'll make this point. We're buying the semis here. Now We're, we're long the semis through SOXL, which is a three-time semiconductor ETF. Um, we've uh, we uh, from, from the last from the lows of the bear market on October 13th, SOXL is up 117 percent, and just this year it's up 57 percent. So, again, extraordinary gains in the semis. We think that continues to bode well for the full year. Uh, leadership in both directions, and we are buying adding to positions in SO, SOXL as of this morning. So, again. Action in small caps, action in the transports, and action um, in, in oil, which is another leading indicator for recessionary uh, concerns, or slowdown concerns. Oil today down 3%. You see across the board these signals of a slowdown. However, why didn't we see it in the 10-year? The 10-year today, only, the yield was only up a bit, but I would really would have expected on a day like this with these concerns for the 10-year to been hit more uh, as far from a yield basis. Today, uh, the 10-year is just over 3.4%, up again, just a smidge today. Uh, but uh, we did have, by the way, NASDAQ was up half percent today, again, semi today, up 1%. That's tech leadership, and that is what we want to get back to. Um, so we'll see. If it becomes sell in June and go away, instead of sell in May and go away, and if June uh, becomes a very strong month, certainly got the possibility to do that especially with earnings really coming in. Now, a lot of this concern, and we think it's unwarranted concern to to, to a very large degree, is coming from First Republic Bank regional banks. Although, as Tyler pointed out, KRE, the, the regional bank ETF, closed higher today. Even as First Republic Bank, which of course is, this is a big reason that the market is falling, Uh, The the, the, the fear mongers are out, folks, are saying that what's happening at First Republic Bank, what happened at Silicon Valley Bank, what happened at uh, Signature Bank of New York, that these are going to be um, widespread issues, systemic issues throughout regional banking. Now, so far, we've seen from the big major money center banks, phenomenal earnings, there's no question about it. Uh, JP Morgan, of course, led the way there. Much, much better than investors believed. But this is not, in our opinion, a widespread issue. These are individual companies, th- banks that were run horribly poorly, uh, could not manage a, a rate, uh, an interest rate environment where rates were rising. Not that hard to do. They did all the things you can't do, which is borrow short and go long. You can't do that in banking, but they did it. First Republic Bank, uh, down uh, big again today, now down more than 90% year-to-date, 90% year-to-date. It was down 50% yesterday, down again today. So uh, it, First Republic's uh, total market cap now is below a billion dollars. Uh, it is a penny stock uh, in, in really, in in, 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 a, in pretty much every fashion, probably not going to survive. Um, but again, we don't see it as pervasive. Uh, and as a reminder, and I remember this, folks, from the mid-80s to, uh, from the late 80s to mid-90s, 747 savings and loans went under. if you're closer to my age, you probably remember this, the SNL crisis. 747 SNLs were shut down. Um, and yeah, that caused a lot of concern, but guess what? The s of 100 almost doubled during that seven, eight year time frame. Uh, matter of fact, I think it more than doubled in that, in that time frame. but we'll call it a double, uh, uh, approximately a double. So and I think what we're experiencing so far this year, when it comes to regional bank stocks, I just I, I described it this morning as vanilla. And now, if the facts change, we'll change our views. But is this 2008? This is not 2008. This could there could be no no more different than 2008. And why do I say that with such confidence? Because remember what happened in 2008? Yeah, the Fed was hiking rates aggressively. Fed hiked 73 17 times in 2004, 2006. That's what caused. The, the, the market and the housing meltdown. Similarity here, of course, the Fed's aggressively hiking rates. However, here's the difference. The housing market is in an extraordinary shape. Now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you to do me the solid of ignoring all the perma bears and all the people saying that we're having a housing recession because until this year, that phrase had never existed. I'm telling you, I've seen this and I've talked to people in the industry that have never heard Housing recession in their career, and they've been in the business 20, 30, 40, some 50 years. Okay, so this is now a new made up phrase. Maybe, maybe there's some truth to it. Well, I guess we'll find that definition later. But as we covered here often, the housing market could hardly be in better shape. It's a structural strength, primarily supply and demand, uh, not enough homes, a lot of demand for the ones that exist. That is the primary reason for the strength in this industry but there are two more big reasons we cover all this in our book uh, in our new book The Big Bribe we, where we have housing as being a, one of the major mega, five mega trends that will take the economy and the market sharply higher into 2030 maybe beyond that it's the strength of the homeowner credit scores for the homeowner have never been higher period home equity for the homeowner has never been higher. I believe it's a 56%. Again, never been higher. Also, as we learned just last week, defaults on mortgages just hit an all-time low. So credit score is all-time high. Home equity, all-time high. Defaults, all-time low. Folks, this is why I say this is nothing at all like 2008. And if I can just be honest about it, I've done this 37 years. Every now and then I get to be just really honest and brutally so. Anyone that's saying, this is similar to 2008, is a clown show. They are a clown show and should not really be listened to by anyone. Uh, Look, I make mistakes, too. I get things wrong all the time. This is not one of them. (laughs) uh, Look, a a crash and a a black swan event can happen any time, and I'm not denying that's a possibility. We've got potential World War III, uh, crazy things happening, of course, all over the world and look uh, who's president blah 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 we know all the rest uh, but my point is those risks are not coming from the housing industry the financial sector they are flush with cash this is not a credit credit issue this is a liquidity issue for a few regional banks but the homeowner uh, the, the the housing industry we love it here we've been long for a very long time and we think we're going to make a lot more money uh, than we have made i think our our UTF and housing UTF from the market lows of, of last October is up over 170 percent. And uh, we continue uh, to uh, to recommend this group. It is overbought. So, you know, from a point of view of timing, point of view, uh, being patient here, I think makes sense. But long term, we're, we're long and strong in this group. And again, there is no more important sector uh, or no more important leading economic indicator in the VR investing system than housing. It's the largest purchase that 99.9% of people will ever make in their life. And so when housing is leading, it, it drags, literally drags everything with it. And so that's why we, one of the major reasons that we are bullish uh, on the markets, we've had three bear markets in, uh, since 2018. In these three bear markets, the average stock in each one, the average stock lost more than 50% of its value. Folks, we've had a brutal market action. Since 2018, really, we're talking about, you know, uh, just uh, what, uh, three bear markets and almost four and a half, four and a half years is what it is. Unprecedented. Never happened before. And this is what has so many people, shell shocked out of the markets, in cash, money in their mattress. Um, they, 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 they now they, they know they can lose a lot of money in Bitcoin. Uh, of course, a lot of money has gone into gold and silver, which we, of course, love as well. But the markets basically are hated. Uh, We see it in so many metrics. We're not the extreme oversold levels from a sentiment point of view. No, we're not there. But from a positioning point of view, yeah, we're there. Bank of America, uh, uh, the Bank of America uh, Global Fund Manager Survey uh, has investors at their greatest weighting of bonds to stocks at any point since 2009. And then we just learned that uh, the hedge funds are, are, are more short uh, SP 100 futures than they have been in eleven years. So we see this kind of a data on a regular basis. And I just I say all that to say this: Look, it doesn't mean the market has to go up. But when, it, when people are positioned this way, this defensively, this bearishly, this cautiously, this this much anxiety, this is not when crashes happen again. Anything is possible. I always have to put that out there. Uh, But this is not when big moves lower take place, when everybody's worried about them, when everybody's calling for them. And I'll just remind everybody of another reason that the markets are falling, is anxiety, is because of the debt ceiling talks and potential for a default on U.S. government debt. Folks, this story has been around as long as I've been in the business. And it's always used as leverage by both sides. You know, uh, how dare you threaten not to uh, extend the debt ceiling or raise the debt ceiling, because if that happens, we're going to default on our debt. And then uh, the whole, the whole thing implodes folks. It's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. All right. The perma bears out there, the fear mongers are out there saying it. Cause this is how they, this is their business. They're not really investors. Most of them, they are list builders and they use fear every opportunity for fear to build their list. That is their business model. And so that's for the folks you see. I would just encourage you, you know, continue to follow whoever you want to, of course, uh, but look at them with a slanted eye. Understand that's their business model. Yeah, from Every now and then they get things right. Vast majority of the time they are wrong as wrong can be because they're not, they're not concerned about being right. They're concerned about building their list and they use fear to do that because fear is what people respond to you know it's just a, it's our human nature so there you have it but i'm telling you uh, we're not gonna have a default on our debt uh and we'll be using this market weakness because of it as a buying opportunity uh what else today again meta earnings today just a quick refresh here facebook uh we had some other earnings today too uh spotify of course killed it and then meta today now up 12 almost 13 percent now uh, again, Microsoft uh, up uh, eight, almost 8% today. So uh, big big tech mega cap stocks are doing uh, so far so good. And uh, so far, again, earnings have been good. We covered this this morning our folks. Here's the bottom line. So far, again, this is from yesterday closing data, 130 of the 500 companies in the S P and p 500 had reported. Revenues are beating consensus forecast by 2.3%. Earnings are beating estimates by 8.5%. So, again, uh, the concerns that we're going to have recession in this quarter from an earnings point, an earnings recession, uh, look to be uh, way off base, uh, way off base. And, again, we think that 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 gives us support in the markets. Um, uh, all right, let's take a look at the internals. Again, this is not pretty. Um, not pretty. Uh, here we go. Not as bad as yesterday, though. Uh, even today, when, when NASDAQ opened up over like 130, 140 points higher, and again, NASDAQ finished up 55, uh, still the internals were negative for NASDAQ. Don't like seeing this. Really don't like seeing uh, NASDAQ today had 409 stocks hit a new 52-week low. This is, I mean, I'm just straight up. That's not good. That's bad, uh, especially NASDAQ finishing higher today. Uh, uh, that's that's a poor sign. Uh, NASDAQ advanced decline today. Uh, not 2 to 1 negative. We'll call it one point six. one negative nasdaq volume today uh was a one and a half to one negative as well Uh, nyse volume today almost three to one negative nyse events decline two to one negative and again nyse also had 101 stocks hitting a new 52-week low combined today we had 510 stocks hit a new 52-week low to just 84 hitting a new 52-week high again these are not good internals uh by the way our very investing system looks to be updated now as of tomorrow morning when we get reported we're down to uh, eight out of 12 screens being bullish eight of 12 bullish and uh, with uh, with the transports now below the 200 day again this is a leading indicator for us that's an, that's a clear negative we have been at 9 and twelve screens uh, bullish we're now eight of twelve that's in danger of being seven of 12 screens bullish if the transports don't uh, turn around UPS was down today big on earnings and that's the reason for the transports being down today. Not uncommon for this group to have big swings in both directions. Uh, In our sector watch today, uh, 10 of 11 sectors finished lower today. Again, not pretty here. Utilities down 2.3%. Industrials down 1.9%. Healthcare down 1.4%. The only group up, again, tech up 1.7%, which is good to see. Again, semis up 1.1% today as well. In our commodity watch today, uh, again, I I think, folks, if uh, we're... If we were seriously worried about a default on U.S. government debt, gold would not be down five dollars announced today. Right? A closing just below two thousand dollars announced at nineteen ninety nine an ounce. Silver uh, up nine cents announced at twenty five seventeen, holding at twenty five dollar level pretty solidly so far. Copper uh, flat on today at three eighty five a pound. Um, I did say silver twenty five seventeen announced, didn't I? For some reason, it sounds in my head like I may have a pound. Crude oil. Again, the, uh, the indicator we talked about, recessionary down indicator. Crude oil today uh, down uh, 3.4%, down 268 a barrel at 74.39. And finally on the day, Bitcoin. Uh, kind of quiet here. Uh, it has been soft. Again, with the rest of the market, leading lower. This is, we, again, we do think this is short term. Uh, but we're, these are Bitcoin semis. Uh, housing and transports. Those are our big four from a market tell kind of a, 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 a correlation to the to risk on risk off uh, uh, a read on the markets. Those are our four. Bitcoin uh, still has had a very good move of late, but it's now down 178 today at 27,807. Hey folks, always appreciate your listen. Hope you had a great day and even better night. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.